Entrepreneur on Fire, episode 361. Prepare to embark on a journey with today's most inspiring entrepreneurs. Motivation, dedication, success. Entreport is a powerful all-in-one small business management platform that consolidates marketing, sales, CRM, and even business automation, making it easy for you to build your business more efficiently. Go to entreport.com slash fire today. Onnit is a health and wellness brand that creates supplements with one goal in mind, total human optimization. To learn more and get 10% off your supplement purchase, go to onnit.com slash fire. O-N-N-I-T dot com slash fire. Okay, Fire Nation, let's get started. I am simply thrilled to introduce my guest today, Sean Ogle. Sean, are you prepared to ignite? Absolutely. Let's do this. Yes. Sean is the founder of Location Rebel. He specializes in helping people build small lifestyle businesses that can be run from anywhere on earth and allows them to do more of the stuff they like to do. Given Fire Nation just a little overview, Sean, but take a minute. Tell us about you personally. We want to get to know you. Then give us an overview of your business. So one thing you need to understand about me is I've had a very traditional life up to the last like three or four years, you know, went to school, went to college, you know, got my job as a financial analyst right out of school, Um, you know, straight middle class American white kid. And um, I got to a point where I was like, you know, I'm just not happy with what I'm doing. You know, I never I never set out to be, you know, a financial analyst. It just kind of fell into my lap. And, you know, three, four years ago, I started my blog, Location 180. And it was pretty much at the time, it was all about how I was totally clueless and trying to make changes in my life. And, you know, over the next year, a a bunch of stuff transpired and I left my job. I moved to Thailand for a year and essentially learned how to build online businesses. And now that's what I do is I help people build these online businesses that allow them to go and do more of the stuff they like to do to give them free time, whether it's going and golfing on a Tuesday or spending more time with their friends and family. And speaking of golfing, your Skype picture is actually of you golfing. And I got to be honest with Fire Nation, it looks like you just hit a slice. <laughs> that photo was actually taken probably seven years ago. Um, I'm going to hope that it went straight. To be honest, <laughs> I don't even remember where it went. I have no idea, obviously, but funny stuff. Great picture. Great rundown. And Sean, we're going to dive way more into Location 180 and everything that you've been up to because it's very fascinating and I can't wait to share with Fire Nation. But before we do, and I'm pretty excited about this because this is a Sean Ogle special. You have a quote for us, a success quote that you've come up with yourself. It's a fun play on words. Take it away. Yeah. So when I first started my blog, I'd, I'd written a post and this is just something that kind of came out. And the quote is, there are only seven days in a week and someday is not one of them. And it sounds totally cheesy, but it's something <laughs> that over the last few years, I've just kind of, I've made that my mantra. If I'm thinking about putting something off and I'll be like, you know what? Like, let's just do this. Like, I know I'm not going to get to it later on. And uh, it's been good. Hey, sometimes the cheesiest things are the most true and stick with you the best. And in Fire Nation, he didn't say, and Sunday is not one of them. He said, someday with an M. Because guess what? Someday is never going to be a day of the week. So if you just keep saying someday, you're never going to take action. So just get that out of your head, change your mindset, and start taking action. And Sean, 
We're going to start with you taking action in your entrepreneurial journey. And guess what? It wasn't all roses and it wasn't all clouds and angels singing. There were some pretty difficult points that you faced. There were some challenges, some obstacles. And yes, there were failures too, because guess what? That's the name of the game. So Sean, share with us one of those failures. Tell us that story. We want to be there with you. Really explain it. And then tell us the lessons that you learned. Oh man, my biggest failure Well, let's start with, I put out my first information product ever. This was September of 2010, and it was called Overcoming the Fear of Uncertainty. And it was this great program. It was all designed to like help you break down your fears and, you know, actually, you know, start realizing what, what you're actually afraid of so that you can take action and kind of get past that. And so I put that out there. I knew nothing about marketing, like not a clue, but I was like, you know, I've gone through this in my, my own, my own journey or whatever. So Um, I put it out there and I think I've sold, I think I sold maybe 50 copies of that over the last, however many years, you know, three years, um, which you were expecting on launch day at least. Oh, at least, you know, it was my first time. So I didn't really know. And I think probably, (laughs) you know, half of those probably were within the first launch week. And it was this, this great course with really, really good stuff. But the marketing behind it was just so bad because I didn't know what the heck I was doing. And so I would say, I wouldn't necessarily say it was a failure. It was more of a learning experience. But, you know, every time since then that I've launched a product, I've put much more thought into the launch process and how it's going to work. And, you know, I learned that lesson. I never want to feel that ever again, where it's like you put months and months and months into to- of time into something not to have it pay off. So I would say that's, that's one of the biggest failures. And, you know, something I've learned is take every single launch Seriously, everyone should have a unique plan and you shouldn't just kind of cross your fingers and hope for the best. Uh, you, wanna, you want everything to be as predictable as possible. So Sean, let's really take a step back here and dissect this because man, there are a lot of listeners right now that are saying, you know what? I have a digital product in me. I want that opportunity to create something and then to put it out there and then for it to start getting gobbled up and picked up by affiliates and next thing you know, it's on the front page of Dig and all these great things are going on and I go to bed and I wake up in the morning and I've made $10,000. I mean, we've all heard the story. We all want to open up our PayPal account to all of these. You just got paid. And of course, that's a great goal and it is attainable, but it takes planning and it takes hard work and it takes learning from mistakes. So let's help Fire Nation out with a couple of mistakes that you made up front at the beginning and then share with us some lessons that you learned from that launch. So up front in the beginning, one of the biggest mistakes I made was assuming I knew what people wanted. You know, this was something I had just overcome in my own life and I knew it was a huge stumbling block for me. But one of the things uh, I quickly realized is people don't necessarily think they're afraid. They don't think that they're, you know, um, afraid of uncertainty or whatever. And if they don't know they have a problem, then you've got a terrible product. You don't want to convince them they have a product and then try and sell them on something. Um, so I would say that was a big mistake and also not getting more people involved early on. I mean, having key testimonials and proving that you can help people, you know, achieve their goals is absolutely essential. And I kind of just threw this out there without really showing anybody what I was working on beforehand. And so I put all this time and effort into it, but, you know, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't tested. And so I would say, you know, that was probably the biggest lesson I learned is bring more people on board with the product early on and help them, you know, work through it so you can figure out what their biggest stumbling blocks are and also have some awesome testimonials for when you do launch the product. And this is something we talk about all the time on Entrepreneur on Fire because we've had them on the show 
Eric Reese, the lean startup, he says it so well is you need to create that minimally viable product. Like Sean, you should have created something super bare bones and then gone out to the people who you quote unquote thought wanted it and really reached out to them and said, you know what? This is what I'm creating. I'm in the process of it. What do you think? Would you buy it? Give me your feedback. Would you literally open up your wallet, take out money and pay for something like this? And they'll say, no, we won't, but we would pay for something like this. And then you pivot and then you adjust and you continue to iterate until you actually have a product that people do want. But it's not just that. There's more things to that. And you talked about marketing. So share with Fire Nation what your platform was like when you first launched and what you learned from that failure of that platform. I probably had somewhere in the neighborhood of like a thousand people on my email list. Um, I was getting maybe 15, 10 to 15,000 uniques a month, something like that. So I, I had a, a pretty decent audience and it was an audience that I knew resonated with everything that I was saying. And that was kind of the problem is you can take a small audience and have a lot of success in selling to them, but you have to make sure that you're doing it properly. And I think that was my, my biggest mistake is I didn't know what I didn't know. Um, and so it was the whole process was learning and I wouldn't necessarily change it because it's gotten to be the point where I'm at today. Um, but that was, that was kind of in the range of where I was. So Sean, you were just sharing some gold right now and I really appreciate it. But what I would love you to do right now, before we do move on from this, just share with Fire Nation one lesson, one takeaway, boil it down for us. One lesson, one takeaway. Bottom line, get people involved early on. The best example I can think of is this, and I, th I think you might know who he is. There's a guy named Dan Andrews, and he has a, um, what he calls the Dynamite Circle, his membership community. And the way he started to build that is he found a hundred of the smartest people he knew and said, hey, come join me for free. I'm never going to charge you a thing, but I want, I want to get your opinion. I value your feedback so much. I want you to help me build this thing. And that has made his membership community so incredibly um, powerful. I mean, the people in there are so smart and top tier people. I think that might be how I originally heard about you was inside that. Um, but I think that's the biggest thing is get as many people on board that you trust both as advisors and as potential customers and do that early on. The sooner you get them involved, the better it's going to be. Love that. And Sean, I will definitely say that Dan Andrews, Ian, they've actually both been guests of Entrepreneur on Fire. Love them dearly. I actually had dinner with Ian about three weeks ago here in San Diego before we took off. Great group of guys. Dynamite Circles. Killer. I could not agree more with everything. And the power of Masterminds, Fire Nation, is a really great takeaway here because, you know, Sean's in this incredible group now of Dynamite Circles, of DCers, they call themselves. And when he has an idea or when he has a product or when he has something that he needs to bounce off intelligent, high-level entrepreneurs who are successful in what they do, he has that. And the value there is incredible. So great takeaway. And Sean, I'd love to move forward in your journey now because it wasn't all failures. It wasn't all challenges and obstacles that you face. You have had some great successes, some great aha moments. So share with Fire Nation a moment when you really had that light bulb moment, when you said, wow, this is going to resonate with me. And and how'd you turn that light bulb moment, Sean, into success? The first big light bulb moment I have where it's like, all right, I'm on to something is when I did the beta release for Location Rebel, which is my flagship course, my main kind of membership community. 
Um, you know, I had gotten some feedback from, from some people I trusted. There was nothing like it out on the market. And so I felt really good about where it was. Um, I'd spent two to three months leading up with the, the kind of pre-selling and I opened it up for 20, 20 spots. Um, I said I was going to leave it open for 72 hours, 20 spots. And once it sold out, it sold out. And the price was $297. And I had never sold anything this expensive. You know, I had already not had a ton of success with my previous product. So I didn't really know how it was going to go. And I ended up selling out all 20 spots in 48 minutes. So I made about seven, six, seven thousand dollars $7,000 in, you know, less than an hour. And as soon as that happened, I said, wow, you know, not only is this feasible, I can do this long term, but this is something people want. And I'm in a really good position to help them achieve their goals. So that was kind of the beginning of everything. And the first time I was like, all right, we're, we're doing something right here. So let's really kind of walk through the differences that you went through this time as opposed to the first time you launched that product that thus far still only sold 50 units, whereas within 50 minutes, you completely sold out. What were some differences and what were some lessons you applied from the first failure into the next success? So the key difference is I did a whole kind of pre-selling routine. I wanted people to know this was coming and I wanted them to be really excited about it. But not only that, I wanted them to get value out of all the pre-selling. So the very first thing I did is I said, what can I give away that people are going to get a ton of value out of? What are the questions I'm getting all the time? And, you know, the biggest one or one of the biggest ones was, how do you work from anywhere? We're watching you travel all over the world. How do you do that? What tools do you use? You know, what are your, you know, what are your main resources? So I built Location Rebel Arsenal, which is this PDF I put together with lots of cool photos. And it's essentially everything that I use to be able to work from anywhere. And I gave people away, you know, they gave me their email address and I gave them this, this cool PDF. And all of a sudden, the first day I launched it, you know, I got a, a few hundred, you know, email signups. I was like, all right, here we go. Um, and then a couple weeks after that, I shot uh, a series of four videos in cool places all over the United States, kind of talking about the different, you know, tenets of being a location rebel, job security 2.0, the importance of community, all of these things. And I did that as we led up to the launch day. And so by the time launch day came around, people had already told me, I, I think I'd probably had 10 people that said, I can't wait to buy this as soon as it comes out. Um, so it really, you know, made the, the success a little bit more predictable for me. What was your reasoning behind limiting it to 20 people? And once it sold out so quickly, did you say to yourself, man, maybe I should have had bigger numbers or maybe I should have opened it up to more people? Oh, absolutely. Looking back, I, I chose 20 because I was pretty confident I'd be able to get that in three days. Um, I didn't want to do 50 and then only sell like 10. It was more of just kind of my own sanity. And so, you know, I was, I was really happy with the number. I do wish maybe, you know, I'd gone for, for 50 or something like that. But essentially what it meant is two months later when I, I actually moved to Bali for two months and kind of did my, my main launch from the island of Bali, basically said, what's the most exotic place I can find? Let's go launch it from there. Um, and so once that came around, um, there was a bunch of people that didn't get in before. And so they were that much more eager to buy it the second time. So it all worked out really well in the end. Now, that's just a great lesson learned. And I mean, it's a great feedback because that's one thing that so many people kind of have this fear of failure and that's keeping them from actually launching. And for you, it's keeping you from actually having that number to where it really should have been at 50 and keeping it set at 20. And I went through the exact same iteration with Fire Nation Elite, which is my elite mastermind. I mean, I was like, okay, we're going to start with just 20 people because I feel like that will be the right number. But then the application started pouring in. So then I, I did bump it up to 50 
and then we launched with 50 and since then it's grown to 100. I mean, that's just kind of the iterations that when a lot of times when you are onto something, you do need just to keep playing that handout because you found something good. So so keep going down that road and, and you did go from strength to strength by then moving to Bali, kind of increasing your authority, increasing your credibility by now launching from this incredibly exotic place that I'm sure people were just kind of drooling as they were watching, waiting when that next launch was going to be. So great stuff, Sean, great takeaways. And again, for Fire Nation, boil it down for us. What's the best takeaway that you had from that experience? It really comes back to, you know, one, practice what you preach. You know, it's like if you're going to work from anywhere and you're going to, you know, build a whole course and community about being able to do this, you know, step up, go someplace unique. Um, So that was a big one. But also just the importance of planning. You know, so many people will spend 95% of the time creating a product and then 5% of the time thinking about how to market it. And I think it should probably be reversed. You know, if nobody buys it, then it doesn't matter. But if people, if you can get people to buy it, even if you're just doing minimum viable product, you're going to be able to get in there. You can, you know, iterate very quickly. And, you know, especially people early on, even if you have a, a more bare bones product, they're going to get more access to you. And so it's going to end up being much more valuable for them in the long run. Love that strategy. And Sean, I'd like to take a step back now because you're in Oregon right now, but you're a location rebel. And I know a lot of the listeners are kind of like, well, what exactly does that mean? Is there a limit he puts on himself for each time he can be in one location? Or is it just purely flexible? He goes where his heart desires, when his heart desires. Take Fire Nation through the last six or eight months of exactly what your location rebelness has taken you on, the journey and the specifics. Oh, man. So it started out early this year. I did seven countries in four weeks, which was way, way, way too much. But, you know, <laughs> went into Asia. I do some business in China. So I went to China and then Singapore, Vietnam, Cambodia, Thailand, Boracay and the Philippines, and then ended in Hong Kong. And that was kind of my, my big trip for the first half of the year. And then since then, it's just been a lot of stuff around the United States. Um, I went to the Masters in April and then went down and spent some time in Hilton Head on that trip. Um, I went out to Chicago for a speaking gig earlier this year. I'm at the Oregon coast right now. I'm getting ready to go back to the Midwest on a a new adventure next month that I'm really, really excited about. Um, and then we'll be going down to Cabo in December for uh, another engagement down there. So just kind of all over the place. And then I'll, I'll get set to do another bigger international trip probably sometime early next year. I love it. Now I know a lot of fire nations listening and they're saying, wow, all this travel sounds amazing, but man, a, it's not easy, but B it, it takes money. Like it's, it's not cheap to travel. And, you know, one thing that we probably do need to realize is that, you know, we're all here paying, you know, thousands of dollars a month for rent or for our mortgages and for all these different things. Cause there is a cost to staying stationary that doesn't really come with being a location rebel and being able to travel around. So talk to Fire Nation about that a little bit. How do you travel? What's your mentality about travel costs and, and how much you're really willing to, to spend to keep this lifestyle up? So it's, it's interesting. You know, I talk about being a location rebel and all of this, but generally speaking, I actually have a relatively normal life. I'm at my home in Portland, Oregon, probably about eight months out of the year. And then the rest of the time I'm on the road. And when I'm on the road, I also have very different travel styles. I'm just as happy staying in the $10 a night bungalow in you know, Thailand as I am the you know, five-star resort. 
And I like both of those. You know, I, I like being in the fancy places just as much as I do, you know, having the adventure of the bungalow. And so, you know, I think that's a big part of it is being flexible, knowing when to spend your money and when to save. You know, I'm the kind of person that I think experiences are much more valuable than uh, material things. So if I'm going to go spend, you know, say 250 bucks to go jump out of a plane, but I know I'm going to remember that for the rest of my life, you know, that's something I'm more than happy to, to spend the money on. Uh, at the same time, like, you know, a hotel room's a hotel room. And as much as I like staying in a fancy place, you know, if you're doing things right, usually you're not in the hotel room very much. So I'll find the cheapest place I can find in the location I want to be. And that, that's really valuable. And at the same time, if you want to take it a step further, if you've got some kind of brand or you've got some kind of audience, um, there's so much you can do simply by looking for win-win situations um, with companies, organizations, tourism boards, you know, whatever it is. So I've done, you know, a few different, you know, press trips and things like that where, you know, I figure out exactly what uh, this tourism board or what this hotel company or what this organization is trying to accomplish. Maybe it's trying to get more sales. Maybe it's just trying to get more eyeballs on some of their pages. Um, and I do everything I can in order to, to do that for them and help them market that as best I can. And I end up getting cheaper travel the process. So that's one way you can kind of do it if you're really trying to figure out how to save money and do it on the cheap. Oh, giving away gold, Sean. I love it. (laughs) And let's talk a little bit right now about the entrepreneurial journey because, man, we have already gone through some challenges, some aha moments that you've had as you're coming into your own here. But talk to us about your philosophy of this journey. How do you steady on through the ups and the downs and the travel and then the stationary? How do you keep it all together? I've got total traditional entrepreneurs ADD. I'm bouncing all over the place. Like I, I can't do one thing for too long. And so that's why this lifestyle suits me so well. You know, I can travel when I get, you know, antsy and I can work on a different project if something's, you know, really bothering me. And so I think that's one thing to kind of keep in mind is understanding what your personality is like and, you know, how you work best. Um, you know, for me personally, you know, the, a lot of the motivation just comes from being able to do more of the stuff I like to do. You know, there's this kind of battle between the lifestyle entrepreneur and the startup. And I look at a lot of startups and say, you know, most of these people, they're just trying to get that big exit, you know, five years down the road. But in the meantime, they've created a job for themselves where they're working 80 hours a week. Whereas I, you know, I'll generally work from like 630 in the morning to noon. And then, you know, I'll go, you know, meet new people for, for afternoon coffee or happy hour. I'll go golf. I'll go travel. I'll, I'll do something I like to do. Um, and that's a big difference for me. So in my entrepreneur, entrepreneurial journey, uh, it's really about the lifestyle and helping as many people as I can. So, you know, early on in the days, you know, I'll pretty much try and do what I can to help my readers, help my location rebel members put out good content. And then the rest of the time I focus on doing the stuff I like to do. So that's, that's kind of how I, how I try and balance that. Well, Sean, bringing the journey to present times to today, in fact, share with us one thing that's just really exciting you right now. I think the thing that's exciting me most is if you haven't gotten this already, I'm a big golfer. I, I like to golf. And recently I've started you know, my newest business is a, a golf website called breaking80.com with 80 spelt out. And um, I'm announcing this this week on my blog, actually, where between October 1st and the end of the month, I'm going to road trip out to Wisconsin and Michigan, and I'm going to play 15 of the top 100 golf courses in the country. Um, I'm going to do a daily video blog on it. I'm taking high quality photos of every course and basically just kind of saying, hey, if there's something you want to do in your life, stop putting it off and go do it. And this is kind of my my variation of that. So hopefully it's going to be an interesting journey and it's going to be really good marketing as I launch this golf business. Love it. And what we're going to do now is thank our sponsors. 
Creating daily podcasts keeps me pretty busy, and I'm not going to lie, things can get a little crazy. I have the same distractions everyone else has, minus a screaming baby and or an office filled with unhappy coworkers. But that doesn't mean focus isn't a struggle for me too. Enter Alpha Brain. Alpha Brain is the one-stop powerhouse for helping the body boost neurotransmitter levels and bringing the mind to the top of its game. Alpha Brain not only assists in delivering oxygen and nutrients to the brain via increased blood flow, it also helps you remain calm, focused, and mentally driven throughout the day. Ready to get rid of that annoying mental fog that's been around for some time now? Satisfied customers, myself included, report time and again an extraordinary combination of lucid dreams, mental drive, focus, memory, and mental acuity. Ana is currently offering Entrepreneur on Fire listeners 10% off your supplement purchase by going to onnit.com slash fire, O-N-N-I-T dot com slash fire. You know that having separate platforms for your shopping cart, your CRM, your website, and your email marketing tools can be frustrating. Separate logins, separate operating systems, it's enough to make you go cray-cray. Good news. Entreport integrates all of these and more in one powerful solution, giving entrepreneurs like you the freedom to concentrate on building your business. With a very streamlined approach, Entreport ensures you have the power of technology working for you, not against you. And with their world-class customer support, Entreport will have you up and running on one single platform in no time. How excited are you about a single sign-on and one operating system? Dane Maxwell, co-founder of the foundation, is excited. Dane set up his entire business on Entreport in under seven days. And after a pain-free launch, he has seen a 500% increase in revenue, 80% increase in new customers, and a 10% increase in customer retention. Go to Entreport.com slash fire to find out more today. Sean, this is just a perfect segue into what is my favorite part of the show, the lightning round, because this is where I get to provide you with a series of questions, and you come back at us, Fire Nation style, with amazing and mind-blowing answers. Sound like a plan? Let's do it. What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? Uncertainty. You know, I, I basically kept looking at uncertainty as this thing you should fear, and it was the like scariest thing in the world. And finally, I got to the point that I said, you know what? I don't know what's going to happen in the future, so therefore, I can make anything I want happen. And once I made that mindset shift, it was all uphill from there. What is the best advice you've ever received? What's the worst that can happen? Once I started thinking about things and and from that frame of mind, what's the absolute worst that can happen? I realized that the worst that could happen probably isn't that bad, and it also is probably very unlikely to happen. So it's enabled me to take more risks and get involved with more projects than I may not have otherwise done. Mm, That is the best realization that entrepreneurs can really grasp onto because we have these terrible fears and these visions of just being destitute on the streets, begging for money if our little entrepreneurial idea doesn't pan out. And that just doesn't happen 99 times out of 100. So, wow, great stuff. Can you share with us one of your personal habits that you believe attributes to your success? I use uh, a service called Focus at Will. So focusatwill.com. And I use it every time I want to sit down and actually be productive. Um, Basically, it puts on these kind of specially composed uh, instrumental pieces of music that allow you to focus more. And I don't know if they actually work or if it's just the placebo of this is my habit for when I need to get down down to business. Um, 
But that's been one of the biggest things I've done over the last two months to actually get more done. And since I've started using this, I've seen my productivity soar. So I would say that's that's one of the best habits you could possibly form is using that when you're really trying to get work done. Wow. Well, I think you made both Dan and Ian converts because they were just talking about that on the podcast the other day. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I like to hear. Do you have an internet resource, Sean, like an Evernote that you're just in love with that you can share with our listeners? Focus at will would be probably my best answer for that. But since I already mentioned it, I'll give you one more. And that's uh, shoeboxed.com. As your business grows, you learn that taxes and accounting and all of that stuff is actually a very big part of running a successful business. And if you're anything like me, I lose receipts left and right. If it goes in my pocket, you're never going to see it again. (laughs) So shoeboxed allows me to take a photo of a receipt as soon as I'm done, add a quick note, and uploads it. They categorize it for me and I never have to worry about it again. And that's good enough for the IRS. So I can throw away the receipt then and there and make sure that I've always got all my records. So that's uh, definitely one I'd recommend. Love it. And Fire Nation, you can find the links to both of these resources and everything that we've mentioned in today's episode at eofire.com slash Sean Ogle. Sean, if you could recommend one book for our listeners, what would it be? Influence by Caldini. So if you understand you know, how people are trying to persuade you and the power of persuasion. Um, It's unbelievable what you can accomplish both in your personal life and your business life. And so I think that should be required reading for really for anybody. Mm. Some of these business books just start off with a bang and then they kind of fade off and kind of get lame towards the middle and ends. Influence through and through to the very last page is a page turner. I mean, it is incredible. And that's one of the the few books that I literally go back and reread because every single time I just get entertained and learn something new. And Fire Nation, I know you love audio. And if you haven't already, you can get the audio version of this book for free by going to eofirebook.com. That's eofirebook.com. And Sean, this next question is my favorite, but it's kind of tricky. So take your time digest it, then come back at us with an answer. Okay. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have, your food and shelter taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven days? Mm, Good question. I think what I would have to do is I would go to every news agency I could find and I would tell them I just woke up in an alternate universe (laughs) similar to Earth. And either they're going to think I'm totally crazy or they're going to believe me. But I guarantee you, if someone puts me on the news, that's going to go viral. And then I've got plenty of attention for whatever else I want to do. If that's not good enough and actionable for you, I could give you a real answer. Well, that is good enough in actionable form. So I'm going to take that as an answer because that's exactly what Gary Vaynerchuk gave us. He said, John, I would create a YouTube video being like, what the heck is going on? I just woke <laughs> up in this new world and that would go viral, yo. I don't know if he said yo, but you know, as Gary Vaynerchuk, he definitely might have said yo. But <laughs> you're in good company with that answer, Sean. So let's go from strength to strength. And I just want to say this. I have really enjoyed hearing how you've turned your passions of traveling and being location independent into a business. And you've been inspiring not only to me, but to Fire Nation. So give us one parting piece of guidance, then share the best way that we can find you. And then we'll say goodbye. Okay. So if there's one thing I could say that's been the absolute most important thing to my success as a lifestyle entrepreneur, that's the idea of starting a blog. 
if four years ago I didn't start Location 180, I would not be here. I would still be in a job I was unhappy with. And it was, it was so, so, so valuable. So if there's one thing you can do in the next 24 hours to get you closer to you know, this type of business, I would say go buy a domain, get a hosting account, and install WordPress. Even if you have no idea what you're going to write about, you have no idea how this is going to be valuable to you, do that write a couple blog posts, start to learn how WordPress works because it's the absolute easiest, most robust way to build a, a website online and you're going to be way ahead of the game. Oh, love it. And Fire Nation is well aware. They can find the links to everything that we've mentioned in today's episode by going to eofire.com. Click on the podcast tab. You are hanging out in the archive, Sean. And what's the best way that Fire Nation can find you? Uh, you can go to seanogle.com, S-E-A-N-O-G-L-E, uh, or you can find me on a Twitter, at Sean Ogle. Those are probably the two easiest ways to get a hold of me. Well, Sean, thank you for being so generous with your time, your expertise, and experience. Fire Nation salutes you, and we'll catch you on the flip side. I was shopping online the other day from a friend's computer. I got all the way to checkout only to find they didn't accept payment via PayPal. Because I didn't have my wallet, PayPal was my only option. Don't put barriers in front of your customers. With Shopify, you can accept payment through multiple gateways, making every experience smooth and seamless. Get a 14-day trial and 20% off for life at shopify.com slash fire. That's shopify.com slash fire. Thank you so much for joining us today on Entrepreneur on Fire. Head on over to eofire.com for full recaps of every show, our amazing blog articles and resources, and just plain fun. Your entrepreneurial journey awaits, so prepare to ignite. Ignite. 